Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello Manchester United fans and welcome to this full-time episode of the Manchester is Red podcast hosted by me, Sam Hutchison. In a minute we're going to listen to Rich Faye's preview of the game from inside Old Trafford before the game. I am recording this after the game and then we're going to listen to Rich Faye's review of the game. It's a slight mood change in in between those videos, audio recordings as you can probably imagine. But then we're going to listen to Eric Ten Hag's entire press conference. There isn't too much you can really say, except that is just awful result. Bad game all round from Manchester United. But anyway, here is Rich Fay. Hello from Old Trafford, where we will see the 191st Manchester derby later today. United going to pay tribute to the late great legend of the game, Sir Bobby Charlton, once again ahead of kickoff here. And it's going to be a very interesting match. You can follow it, of course, live with us on the Manchester Evening News website. We'll be bringing you both the red and the blue side here from Old Trafford as both sides go in search of a win that could really be the catalyst for, for their season to to take an upwards trajectory, which it hasn't quite done so far. Man United's problems are well documented, um, as, as we all know. Man City themselves, you know, they don't come into this game on the best of form. They've been beatable. They've, of course, lost at Wolves. They've lost at Arsenal. And who knows? They could lose here at Old Trafford again, just as they did in January. And ahead of kickoff, it already feels rather inevitable how the, both sides will, will approach this game. The expectation is that Man United will have to play on the back foot. They will have to almost adopt the underdog tag where they need to play to their strengths as a counter-attacking team. And for Man City, well, we expect them to dominate possession. We expect them to probe United, to have an onus on, on them to, to try and win the game. And who knows, it could suit United on, on the break. It's going to be very interesting to see what Ten Hag does with his side today. Of course, United still have a few injury concerns. Wan-Bissaka back in training this week. At his press conference on Friday, Ten Hag said that Casemiro was having a race against the clock to be fit for the game uh, this afternoon. Like I said, interesting to see what Ten Hag does because in the big games, he's tended to play a midfielder on the right wing. You think Bruno Fernandes, you think Mason Mount. Well, that would mean dropping one of his favourite players, Anthony. But, you know, it has happened before. There's a there's a track record for that. Um, in midfield as well, what happens with Ericsson? What happens with McTominay? Two of the most informed players in this United side right now. Both of them maybe not got the skill set that you'd want in, in this sort of match. I mean, Ericsson makes things happen. He's so creative. He's so calm in possession. If you look back to the FA Cup final, the last meeting between these two sides, 
he had a really poor game. I know United did in general. They never really got into the match. City have always controlled these fixtures in recent years. So it's going to have to be United at their best on the on the break. They might need a bit of luck. Of course, they had that very fortuitous refereeing decision when they did win here back in January. And yeah, there's got to be pressure on on the players to perform. Marcus Rashford's decision-making has been poor all season, but we've seen for England that he does have the capability to do it in big matches. He needs another big performance today, as does Harry Maguire, a player who is in form, who has been been much better in in recent weeks, but the caveat of that has been the opposition he's played against. So we shall see what happens here at Old Trafford. United versus City, the 191st Manchester derby. You can follow it all of us live on the Manchester Evening News website. Full-time from Old Trafford, where Manchester United have lost 3-0 in their Premier League clash with Manchester City. Erling Haaland grabbed a brace and Phil Foden grabbed the other goal as Man City picked up a very comfortable win, a deserved win, and it was a harsh reality check for Eric Ten Hag and his players. They had won three on the bounce heading into this game, but that was papering over the cracks. United were fortunate to beat Brentford, they were fortunate to win against Sheffield United and they were very fortunate to beat Copenhagen in midweek as well. So perhaps no surprise that against much better opposition today, they came unstuck. City, just the better team throughout in every single aspect, every single way. And they thoroughly deserved the three points that they got in the end. You you can't have any complaints whatsoever from from a United point of view. They just weren't good enough fundamentally. And yeah, it was a, a really tough one for, for Ten Hag's side to take because ultimately they just weren't good enough. And, you know, you can look back at the team selection. Johnny Evans was selected over Rafa Varane. That was put down for tactical reasons. I mean, you know, with all respect to Johnny Evans, Rafa Varane is a far better defender, even if he is injury prone. And that sort of signalled United's concerns right from the off uh, today. United's just never really got going, never looked like they were going to get a goal. Guardiola had said pre-match that United's only real chance themselves was going to be on the counter-attack. He said they were threatening on the break and it turned out to be that way. United's only real opportunities came when they caught City out. But those came from City areas more than United creating everything. There was a couple of chances. Rasmus Hoyland got in a couple of times, but ultimately couldn't do enough in the final third. And yeah, like we said, City well worth the win and, and thoroughly deserved it. Andre Onana, perhaps the only sort of consolation for United, the only sort of silver lining. He made some decent saves. The penalty, it was controversial. Hoyland brought down Rodri in the box. You've seen them not given before. I don't really think you complain too much. And by the end, the penalty certainly wasn't the reason that United lost this game. I think the wider complaint on the penalty is that they, they just aren't given enough, not consistently enough anyway. And, you know, if, that were, if those were the rules, then every single week you could see way more penalties in the Premier League. So, yeah, United can't have any complaints really today. They were second best in, in every department, particularly in the scoreline where they have lost 3-0 today. The inquest will go on, but like I said, this is just a reality check. This is just where United are at right now. They are not good enough to beat the bigger teams at their own game and they can't even beat them when they have to go defensive and play on the counter-attack at times. Man City are the better team and they showed that today. For United, it's going to be another tough week. Newcastle United in the League Cup here in midweek. United's best chance of a trophy will be the League Cup again. They are defending champions. That is a rematch of the final last season at Wembley. And yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how United pick themselves up for that one. They will need a much better response. Like I said, it's going to be interesting to see what teams Ten Hag picks. It's going to be interesting to see how United do go again after that. Because this, as we said, was an uncomfortable reality check. The 191st derby has ended... 
as the last few have really. Man City by far the better team. They picked up the three points. United might look at the referee. They might say that there was a couple of decisions that went their way. But ultimately, the blame lays with themselves. They weren't good enough. They haven't been good enough lately. And yeah, it looks like it's going to be another tough season for United. With Liverpool winning today, Villa winning, Brighton drew Fulham. You know, even the top four looks like a tough ask at this moment in time. And even with this Champions League reform that could be fortuitous and offer some underperforming teams a way back in, even if they don't qualify as top four, for United, this season is looking like one that is quickly fizzling out, really. They need a spark. They've not been good enough for weeks. Today was just a snowball effect of all those weeks coming up and United just haven't been good enough for so long this season. It wasn't just about today. It's been the story every game this season. The only comfortable win this season was at home to Crystal Palace in the Carabao Cup and that counted for nothing because Palace came and won in the league the following weekend anyway. United have a lot of hard questions to ask but they can't look elsewhere. They can't look at the referee. They've got to look in the mirror tonight. Full time from Old Trafford. Man United nil. Manchester City free. So, Manchester United fans, you're going to have to let me know what you thought of that game, but I was just disappointed what sat there watching it. I thought, this is not good enough. And usually I like to come into these podcasts with a couple of positives to talk about, something that I've noticed that maybe went a little bit under the radar, but I don't think there is any positives of that. It hurts more than a... A, a derby loss is always going to hurt more than a, a, any other loss, really. And getting played... Off the park, off the pitch by your neighbours in your own back garden is just one of those results that's going to take a while to redeem. And it just builds more pressure on Ericsson Hogg, who we're going to hear from in a minute. But, United fans, I would usually like to give you a couple of positives, like I say. The only positives I can really name are... I thought Rasmus Hoyland looked interested at the very least. I don't think it was a great performance from him, but he needs to get his... Once he gets off the mark in the Premier League, once he gets that first Premier League goal, I do think he will be a good striker for Manchester United. Apart from that, it was pretty poor all round. Onana, I did think, was quite good, but when when your goal's just getting peppered throughout the game you're going to make a couple of decent saves. So we'll have to see if he can carry on what looked like it could have been good form today into the future of his Manchester United career at the very least. But, Man United fans, here is Eric Ten Hag, and thank you for listening. In terms of the poorest days, the most dire days you've had at Manchester United, where does that rank? Is that one of the most disappointing? Pardon? Is, is that one of the most disappointing days you've had as Manchester United manager? Yeah, <laughs> of course it's disappointed. But um, last year we had many highlights. And so far, not now. And of course, yeah, when you lose the derby and then in the way we lose... Yeah, that is, is disappointed because first half we had, we had a very good game plan. The execution of the game plan was also very good and it was toe-to-toe first half, uh, very similar. But then the penalty, of course, changed the moment. And then second half, uh, we, we chose to be, go more offensive 
and then the tunnel is too quickly and from that point on it was a very difficult game yeah there was a lot of surprise about Johnny Evans starting ahead of Rafael Brown and Victor Lindelof starting at left back do, do you stand by those calls because it, I mean, they didn't work today Pardon, last. Do you stand? Do you stand by those calls? Because yeah, they played very well. I think the, the center eh, with Onana, eh, they played very good game, and um, so uh, uh, just what I expected. Eh, you know they will come and press us, and uh, no one can actually be surprised. I said it from the beginning um, that I need their the players on the left side. Uh, who can make angles and also to step in and, uh, and especially against City uh, with the side uh, as they press us and you have to step in to get the press on them so I think uh, um, they did it very well What do you say to fans who are going away from the stadium today wondering how you can get anywhere close to Manchester City you made progress last year everybody knows that well, this year it does seem to have gone backwards and City just seem so far away from where you are. Yeah, but when you see first half, it's toe-to-toe. And then it's the, the, the result, just the penalty, yeah, it changes the, the game. And, but even then, we could have returned in the game with, for instance, that Scott, um, shot of Scott McTominay just before halftime. Um, so I think, yeah, from chances... It was very toe-to-toe, and it was also the previous games against them uh, in the FA Cup final and in January. It was very, very close, and even the chances. Uh, so the probability we could have won was uh, was also there in all the games. The second half was it? No, absolutely not. But as I just explained, we were losing, and we I decided to bring more offensive power in, and there we make we make a mistake. Uh, that was not um, to the, uh, according to the game plan. Go up to the keeper in that moment, and then we we got outplayed, and the tunnel was too quickly, and then it was a tough game. Absolutely, yeah. But the first half, and don't forget, I think, I, I think exactly how we had to play against them. Rob, and what was your view of the penalty decision? No comment. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. Because you might get in trouble because they were No comment. <laughs> Make your point of view. You can challenge me, but I don't give a comment. James, uh, there, was, there was booze again for, I saw it in, in mid September, booze again for big decisions such as you. What was your reaction? Yeah, but I have to protect Rasmus Holland and I have to protect the team. Uh, he's putting so much effort in pressing, going in the transitions, going long ways, go, be in a fight uh, under a tough opposition. And yeah, then we are losing the game 2-0 and then you're taking him off and he's not used to it, three games a, um, a week. So as I said, I have to protect him and I also have to protect the team and uh, to bring some energy in. We have bench players, so we have Mason Mount, uh, Ganacho, we you know he can he can change games. Uh, we bring them in and yeah, that is uh, yeah, the why and uh, the argument why we shipped him. Dave. Eric, you said that you feel the team's heading in the right direction, but that's Five defeats in ten Premier League games now. No real convincing performances in recent games. 
how do you convince fans that you have the team going in the right direction? Because the results and performances suggest that's not the case at the moment. <laughs> when you asked that after today's game against City uh, um, but the three games before we won and the spirit is, is very good the fighting spirit is very good um, so yeah I think we are uh, on the way up uh, or the start was difficult but now we are on the way up and I'm sure when uh, injuries getting back uh, we will be stronger and but therefore we have to take patience. But I'm happy with some subs of some injuries coming back and then our side will be stronger. Uh, last question, Jeremy. Hi, uh, you, you said beforehand that um, leaving Varane on the bench was a tactic, you know, a tactical reason. So Lin Lindelof, Maguire and Evans don't play, but what's the actual tactical reason? What, what did you want from playing those players and not playing Varane? What was the reason? Because it seemed a little bit baffling because all the players have kind of been out of your side, really, since you've been here. <laughs> but, uh, so I said it from the start I was here huh? that, and I just explained it uh, on the question of Samoa <laughs> why so I have to explain again you didn't actually say why oh, uh, sorry I said why I said when you face City they will go up to press and then to play with Rafa and McQuire uh, over the left uh, that can be giving problems then you end up in only kicking long balls and uh, he's for me he's better on the right Harry and especially against teams who are pressing high and second is you have to step in uh, over that side and that was our tactic uh, to step in over Alvarez and getting, getting Sufian higher to get press on their building up and that's why Okay, thank you very much.